0: You found it, the home of red-blooded American patriots. The Patriot Review with Jeff Wagner starts now.
1: Hello and welcome to episode 100 of the Patriot Review. It's good to be back, had good holidays, I hope you did too. I've got uh, Mr. Ronald Boyd, the TPR historian and contributor in the room with me. So if you hear some uh, noises in the background or if he wants to chime in, he can do so. Um, before we get started today, I've got a—I I had this thought in mind of doing a review show at the 100th episode and kind of celebrating the fact that it's the 100th episode. But then I thought, you know what? There's obviously all my episodes are online, and there's just too much going on that is too important to not uh, not uh, use the show and the time of the show for those purposes. So I've got two amazing guests. Cynthia Hughes and Scott Shara. So we are going to hit on obviously uh, Cynthia you're probably familiar with her and Scott if you're on top of the COVID situation you're familiar with him as well but these two are both um, just super busy fighting against uh, two of the greatest injustices in my opinion in the history of the nation. Cynthia being J6 and the American Reichstag fire and that, that uh, actually started with me and if you hear that I um, That means the message is getting out. So she's going to be up first, and then Scott's going to talk about what's going on and has some uh, pretty important news and ideas for you in protecting yourself and loved ones from the COVID protocols that are being used to murder people around the world. The total death toll around the world is surpassed 6 million. There seems to be another guy in history that killed 6 million people. And, um, hmm... I remember some trial. I think there was a whole bunch of them that were hung. Um, maybe you can write me and tell me who that was, but 6 million people have been murdered now. And we all know the the proof points to COVID being, um, uh, you know, purposely released and into the, in, into the world's populations. And now we hear China, you know, are, are uh, dropping Chinese are dropping dead, Ron from, from COVID and some footage escaped. And I think I'll show that on an upcoming show, but so already I'm pushing uh, too much time. I just want to say very quickly, you can support the show by going to mypillow.com slash TPR. Use the code T- TPR for up to 66% off. Normally there are some overstock stuff and some other sales that can get up to 80% like you see on the screen. So take the time to check that out again. It is mypillow.com slash TPR you know, get you that code. You help uh, Mike and his employees out. You also help me out. So that's greatly appreciated. And if uh, you're looking at 2023 and seeing the same things that uh, I believe I'm seeing, we're going to have a really tough economic year. And you may want to consider uh, talking to a financial advisor about investing in gold and silver. And you can do that here. This is uh, Kirk Elliott, two L's and two T's. com slash the Patriot Review altogether and you can get some some good deals there and get some good advice there as well so please go ahead and check that out now January 6th is a topic that just absolutely fries my mind because here we are letting uh people come across our border who uh you know have no uh have no uh, intention of being decent citizens as a matter of fact they many of them I'm sure. Uh, are coming just to take advantage of the situation. And I'm sure that there are terrorists and other outlaws and and uh, traffickers and stuff and the drugs that are pouring across. That seems to be okay. Uh, but if you're outside the building of the Capitol, which the people own on January 6th, and even if you don't enter, you haven't even had your pre hearing yet. Meanwhile, the left is letting uh, rapists and killers and crazy people out of prison uh every day, not even detaining them in many cases. So this, this society is completely upside down. So January 6th is very frustrating. Uh, that's what it means to me. And you can comment and tell me what your thoughts are on that. That'd be great. Uh, so I'm going to play uh, Cynthia's video, and then I'll be right back after that. I'd like to welcome to the Patriot Review, Cynthia Hughes, who is a patriot and warrior, the Patriot Freedom Project, uh, fighting for the rights of the United States' very own political prisoners after J-6. Cynthia, welcome to the show.
0: Hi, thank you very much for having me.
1: Absolute pleasure. You know, you and I were talking a little bit before I hit the record button, and, you know, there there seems to be no urgency on the part of, you know, our political representatives or um, even even Donald Trump, for that matter, on really addressing this issue and, and getting these these uh, patriots, you know, the legal representation and the the treatment that they should be getting, the due process that they should be getting. Um, what do you have for us? I know you have some new some new news that uh, won't necessarily break on here because we're recording this, but what what's the latest that you hear?
0: There's a couple different things. Um... Thank you very much for the opportunity to share. Uh, it's so important that we share this everywhere, you know, what's going on with these people and the families. Um, so the first thing I heard in the last 24 hours is that the DOJ is about to execute about 3,000 uh, warrants. Um, and this comes from a very good source that we have. Um, I don't know much more about it other than, you know, that we know that there's going to be um, several new arrests. Um, I also saw on Twitter today from Ryan Riley uh, where he kind of is hinting at the same thing. Um, He's a journalist, if you will. Um, So there obviously is some talk about that. You know, yesterday we heard that, um, you know, the clown committee, you know, they did their wrap up argument and, um, you know, they said they're going to refer Trump to the DOJ to charge him with obstruction And uh, insurrection. Um, And what I find odd is that um, Sunday going into Monday at three o'clock in the morning, there was 15 or 16 January 6th defendants moved out of the uh, Northern Neck Regional Jail. Um, So there's they're making moves and they're doing something here. Something is obviously brewing behind the scenes. What it is remains to be seen at this time.
1: What are your theories on why they would be moving those people? What, what's your um, guess?
0: I think making room, you know, could be making room for new arrests, or, um, you know, a lot of these jails are, you know, maybe they're sick of the whole January 6th thing. I mean, we're coming up on two years. I think here at the two-year mark is more detrimental than what where we were at the one-year mark. Um, I think because we're still seeing people sitting in pretrial detention, we're still seeing plea deals being reached that have not been, you know, solidified. And, uh, you know, you still have a lot of people who have not had in-person visits or video visits with their families. You know, a lot of children still separated from their fathers. Um, You got to wonder where the wardens and the jail, you know, um, people, you know, where they stand on this.
1: Yes, you do. Yes, you do. And, you know, that's one of the very first questions I had was how how do people end up? Going along to get along and is it that does that uh, do you think that's primarily through fear and intimidation, or do you think that the ideology of these some of these key individuals is is that far left
0: well, <clears throat> my personal opinion, I think a lot of the people that you you see you know coming out and speaking and 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 talking you know mumbo jumbo if you will um I feel very strongly that. Um, a lot of them don't agree with what they say, Is, does, if that makes sense to you. I think mm-hmm. they just say it because it's an ideology that they they think they need to go along with. Um, and we don't see a lot of people like Marjorie Taylor Greene who are, um, you know, very fearless and, and will come out, you know, swinging the way she does. You know, right. there's only a handful. You know, you have her. Uh, you have the great Louis Gohmert, who we've lost now in, the, in, in you know, in the Congress. Um, mm-hmm. You have the great Julie Kelly. Julie Kelly is a fearless, you know, journalist and reporting on this since last January. So we have to continue, um, you know, to to just draw from the people that have our backs. And it's very far and few.
1: Yeah. And, you know, I think you you, you talk about uh, people who have this ideology or parrot the ideology. I mean, it's so it's cliche now to even bring up or- Orwell, you know, in 1984, but that's the first thing that makes you think about it, is that people are are going along to get along. People are intimidated. People are afraid. They don't want to be part of this. And, you know, I guess I have to say that that's probably one of the most disappointing things to me personally over the past few years is just how these folks have been abandoned, you know, by a large po- part of the population and how, how we've all now personally witnessed the use of propaganda by the very people who were supposed to represent us and uphold the constitution that they'd taken an oath to uphold. And, um, you know, here's, here's what we're, here's the situation we're in and it's only going to get worse. It's getting worse. Um, and people kind of think, you know, that the last election was supposed to take care of it, which can't depend on the election results either. So, you know, what do you think, um, it's going to take before people in the United States, the average citizen actually is just fed up to the point where, you know, they decide they, they need to do something about it and become activists. You know, I'm not condoning violence or anything, but what, what, what's your thoughts on that? Are you uh, as surprised as I am in, in this whole thing?
0: Yes. I think that, Um, well, I say yes, really, no, I'm not, I'm not surprised because We've been watching for a long time, for a lot of years, um, you know, the lack of action from not just the Democratic Party, but a lot of Republicans.
1: Um,
0: And there's a lot of things that could have happened um, to make our country even better from 2016 to 2020 um, if there hadn't been so much resistance. So I think that we had, um, you know, foresight, if you will, you know, to see where we were going to end up, which is where we are. if anybody committed insurrection on January 6th, it's definitely not the people that went there to support Trump. It's the people that coordinated January 6th to okay. create what happened. Um, and people are afraid to say that out loud and people are afraid to, you know, to talk about that. Um, and and I don't blame them. You know, it's it's this is scary stuff, you know, to stand up to, you know, tyranny and 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 to speak your mind and have a backbone. It is, it's very scary stuff because yeah. they are throwing everybody you know, in the gulag and they are coming after everybody that they possibly can. Um, so it's it's very, very unfortunate. Me, I'm a person of action. I've always been a person of action. Um, you know, I've had a bit of a hard life. And when you go through struggles in your life, you know, you have to kind of, you know, figure out your way. And that's the person I've always been. So this was easy for me to jump into action, especially for my family. Um, and seeing that, you know, helping my own family, I, I knew I was able to help others, and that's why we're here.
1: Right. So tell us about the Patriot uh, Freedom Project and and what the most recent news is. What's your uh, what you're doing? What kind of uh, pushback are you getting today? Uh, do you feel people are are forgetting this because it is two years gone by now, or What's going on? You know, what's that? What's the effectiveness that you feel? The Patriot Freedom um, Project.
0: Well, we started Patriot Freedom Project, um, you know, to help the families, you know, the women and the children. We, you know, initially mm-hmm. um, and as we raise, you know, a uh, million dollars very quickly, we knew we could help the lawyers as well. And they need it. They, they These are not, uh, you know, run of the mill, as I've been saying uh, to other people, these are not run of the mill. Uh, typical criminal cases. If 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 there's a typical criminal case, um, you know these cases require uh, uh, so much time and dedication. You know you're talking; these lawyers are taking time away from their wives, their children, their homes. There's a ton of discovery. Um, you know there there's there's a mountain of evidence to go through. Um, you know, getting expert witnesses, researchers, you know, um, it, it, this is really unprecedented. So we have to take care of the lawyers as much as we're taking care of the families and the kids, and the defendants. Um, So we set up Patriot Freedom Project, because we knew we could do that here. And, um, and we've been able to, we've been very successful in helping a lot of families, you know, a couple hundred families at this point. Um, And we've helped them stay in their homes and paid rent, mortgage, utilities. We've helped at Christmas. Um, A lot of families lost their health insurance, because their husbands are in jail. So we pay the Cobra. Um, You know, it's, It's very it's there's a lot of collateral damage and it lies within these families.
1: For sure. And again, you know, it's it's the difference between, um, let's say, September 12th, 2001, when you saw both parties, both representatives on the steps and singing together and, you know, putting on an air of being united, even though I don't believe they were. But, you know, the, the the America then versus the America now is so stark and uh, the differences are so stark that it's really difficult to believe that this is the country that, um, you know, claims to to be the land of the the free. Right. Um, So people, whatever they can do monetarily, of course, is one thing are there, and they can go to the website, right. And they can contribute. Um, Are you looking for other, other things from people, volunteers to do things, or uh, do you have something coming up that, you know, you need some additional resources for?
0: So, I mean, there's multiple ways to support our efforts. Um, you can go to the website, PatriotFreedomProject.com, and, you know, you can see all the ways you can help financially. But, yeah, we, you know, we, we've put together like a community, and in our community we have some mental health Special uh, specialists. and um, you know we do support calls every week a few times a week. We help the children. Um, you know, we also help people who have lost their jobs. Um, um, we've We've been very successful in in helping people get new employment. Um, and you know we're we're we are working on some things in terms of uh, creating a volunteer base. And uh, you know I am getting, a lot of uh, uh, communications from people who who do want to support us and help us. And uh, it's opened me up to looking at what that, you know, what that should be. So anybody that wants to get on board certainly can email us. You can email us at info at patriotfreedomproject.com. Um, and again, you can visit the website patriotfreedomproject.com. And I'd like to tell you about something else that we're working on. Um, we have a docu-series coming out that, um, is, you know, kind of chronicling the, the families and showing the hardships to these women and children. And, um, the great Alex Brusiewicz is, um, uh, our producer. And through his media company, we are going to deliver three parts. And the first one will be coming out in January. We're hoping around January 6th, but it might be a little after. And you're going to hear some real heart heartache and some real tear jerking, um, you know, tear jerkers uh, stories from some of these kids. Not so much the moms, but the kids. And it's going to really wow. rip, rip at your, you know. Tear at your heartstrings, if you will. So, um, and you can see the trailer to our docu-series at dueprocessdenied.org. Dueprocessdenied.org.
1: Okay, I will grab that trailer and and put it on along with this interview, um, so people can see that. So, um, the treatment of of these folks that are that are still in the gulags has that improved at all? Has it got worse? Is it About the same. Are you hearing anything, anything uh, on that front?
0: You know, people are in different parts of the country. You know, a lot of people are under the notion that everybody is housed in the D.C. jail. And that's not true. Um, There's about 17 or 18 guys left in the D.C. jail. And most of them were in Virginia. But as I mentioned earlier, you know, they're they're being moved around. Um, You have people in jail in Georgia. North Carolina. Um, I just found out today we have somebody in West Virginia. Um, you know, um, we had somebody in Washington state, you have people in New York, Florida, um, they're spread out around the country and the conditions in each jail is different. You know, DC, those guys, um, are in their own section of the jail and they have been in solitary confinement. They're not in solitary confinement anymore. Um, I was recently told by one of the guys in the DC jail, just a few nights ago that they now have been um, allowed access to uh, being out of their cell all day and night, like, like you're supposed to be, but they still don't get to go outside. There's still issues with, you know, proper nutrition. Um, you know, they still serve these guys a bunch of junk Um and uh, they still have, you know, trouble seeing a doctor and getting medical treatment for certain ailments. Um, There's issues with the mail still. um, And that's just in D.C. And, uh, you know, in the Virginia jails, um, I hear, um, you know, there's a lot of uh, fighting and, you know, everybody's mixed in with general population. There's people in there that don't, you know, really like the January 6th defendants. So each jail has its own challenges. And mm-hmm. um, that is something also that's not talked about enough. Everybody is solely focused on the D.C. jail. We have a guy who's been in jail for almost two years now. He's been in an ice facility all by himself in Georgia um, and nobody knows about him. So um, and he's had some issues with his attorney. And, you know, it's there's so much heartbreak and so many sad stories, and it, we cannot just focus on one area of this. There's so much right. to it.
1: Right. So, <clears throat> as far as people getting up to date on on these different situations, um, imagine that they can they can go to your website, of course. Do you have other sources that you recommend that people can go and uh, help support or learn a little bit more?
0: Um, you know, I. I, I tell everybody to follow Julie Kelly. You can follow Julie Kelly on Twitter. Um, you cannot, uh, you can find me on, on Twitter. You can find me on true social. Um, you know, I know there's multiple uh, platforms, I think in place, you know, trying to do their part. I'm, you know, I'm just solely focused over here at Patriot Freedom Project and um, you know, we're just doing, you know, covering multiple avenues for these families.
1: So the first, the first part of the documentary, you're, you're slating around or the a docu-series you're slating around January 6th. Um, so can you talk a little bit more about, what the other two are going to be after the the first one, what they focus on?
0: So the first part of the docu-series, um, the trailer just is kind of showing you the reason, you know, we're making this docu-series, but the first part in the docu-series, you're, you're, you're going to mainly hear from families. Um, and there's going to be some important faces you're going to see throughout our docu series that are going to talk about um their issues with the DOJ and and the raids on their homes um from the FBI and um you know i would just say i'm too much away i, I would just sure. say okay. stay tuned um we're going to make this free for everybody to be able to see we're not charging anybody to see it but if you you know, feel so inclined to support our efforts for the docu-series, you know, again, you can go to dueprocessdenied.org and see how you could support us through there.
1: Okay. I'll make sure to add the link to, in the show description here. Um, you had mentioned uh, social media. Do you have a specific handle that uh, people can look you up
0: with? Um, you can find me at Patriot Freedom Project um, on True Social okay. and, uh, you know, same thing on, um, on Twitter. That's really, okay. I'm starting to use Instagram now. And if you, um, you know, if you, you know, you want to visit me on Instagram, you can find me also at Patriot Freedom Project.
1: Okay. Awesome. Anything you want to say in closing? Any, um, any other, uh, things to look for? Any other messages of, uh, of hope? How can people maybe give uh, messages of hope to family and, and, um, and those who are incarcerated?
0: Well, you know, if, if you have to have hope, I mean, hope is, is it's a no brainer to have hope and right. While it's easy for me to say this, I think some people, you know, they might forget that um, I'm also a family member in this. Um, mm-hmm. You know, my nephew's still behind bars. He's serving his prison sentence um, and he didn't commit any acts of violence and didn't assault anybody. He literally was charged with obstruction. He doesn't have any criminal history. And he's being kept behind bars because of controversy around a picture that they found on his phone that was pretty in- insensitive. I uh, I condemn the picture. He condemns his own picture. Um, he has publicly apologized for the picture. But here we are. This is a perfect example. You want to talk about political imprisonment. He is the epitome of it. You don't jail people because of a picture, because of words, um, you know, because of a book that a person might read. And that's where we are. I mean, right. it's really alarming. People need to pay attention and wake up and see what is going on. But I will say this. Nothing happens without faith or hope. And you have to, you know, even on your hardest days, and some days are very hard for a lot of these families. I mean, I had a crisis with one of the families yesterday. Um, and we spent most of the day trying to get this resolved, this issue for this family, and we did. And, um, you know, today when I heard from this family, you know, she said to me, um, I felt hopeless yesterday, but then I, mm-hmm. I remember the people I've, you know, connected with through this community, Patriot Freedom Project community, and, uh, and I was able to weather, you know, the storm yesterday. So, um, You have to rely on your hope and you have to rely on faith. I know it's hard and I know that people might see uh, no end in sight to this. Um, It's easy again for me to say it. It's not my husband that's behind bars, Um, but you just got to you just got to continue to have faith because it is this to me. um, You know, when I talk to my nephew or I talk to the families or this is a temporary thing. This is not going to be a forever thing. This is a temporary thing. It's a life changing thing and hopefully it's for the better for a lot of people, but this is going to be something that goes down in history. People will, this will live with all of us who are Definitely. affected by this forever. Um, So you have to come together. There should be no, you know, uh, question that everybody should be united in this and, and helping each other and lending their hands. And, uh and we just have to stay focused on that
1: it's flat out evil is what it is. And if there's, um, if there's any way to give those families hope, you know, it, this is the season to do it. This is probably the hardest season that there is for, for this yeah. right now. And, uh, I sure hope people, please take some action, go to patriotfreedomproject.com, check it out and make sure that, um, that we're doing God's work like Cynthia is here. So thank you very much for, for being with us. And you're always welcome back on the Patriot Review. Uh, you know, I I uh, can't stress enough that the people that I meet in doing this shows, they really do, in my mind, become friends. So anything I can do, please feel free to call on me as well. And I look I forward to I appreciate that.
0: I appreciate that. I would love to come back. And, uh, you know, Merry Christmas to you and to your viewers. Thank you.
1: Thank you. God bless. Merry Christmas to you. And we'll talk soon, I'm sure. Yes. So that interview with Cynthia I really enjoyed. She has a lot of great things to say, a lot of great things uh, happening behind the scenes. Again, the patriotfreedomproject.com, check that out. Please support them in their important work. We still have folks that are in in prison for absolutely doing nothing wrong. So please check that out. Also, I'm gonna show the trailer here here real quick and let you take a look at that. So after this, I'm gonna go commercial break and then we'll be right back. Anyone who says any election is perfect is lying.
0: His love of our country brought him to the Capitol on January 6th. And Matt wanted to go and be part of a historic day. I mean, he
2: didn't think it was going to go like that. He was just going to a Trump rally.
0: Very excited to join the Army. Always dreamed of being a history professor. Traveled the world. He taught English in Thailand and South Korea to school children. He did three tours in Afghanistan as an elite soldier. (laughs)
1: There are people that did things that weren't the right thing to do that day. But that's not the majority. Our First Amendment rights are under attack. Has any defendant involved in the January 6th events been charged with insurrection? I don't believe so.
0: And that is where our nightmare began. This right here was a life-changing event.
2: The first half year we were here, we all were in solitary confinement
0: conditions. Seven-foot cages... 23 hours
2: a day. During the worst time of our life,
0: we had people send us messages saying he got exactly what he asked for. The persecution of
2: people for political purposes.
0: No violent charges, committed no acts of violence that day. Are you able to see your attorneys and speak with your attorneys? No. Blatant no. 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 constitutional
1: violations to break our morale, to crush our
0: soul. 23 hours a day in a cell. That's mental torture for anybody. He can't even see the sunshine where he's at.
1: The guards he retaliate against the prisoners by putting them into lockdown, putting them into solitary.
0: His second birthday incarcerated without even being, you know, in front of a jury. These people are trapped in a soulless, cruel judicial and legal system. They can't pay their mortgage. They can't pay their rent. Their homes were raided. Children have been traumatized. Women have been traumatized mothers the list is long because the media is not sharing the truth it's only
2: showing you the same tired footage about january 6th and it's all pieced together quite nicely to look like a disaster movie it is a terror campaign pure and simple what you really see is a withering away
1: of their relationship with their families and their kids and their friends and their jobs
0: We are calling on you to stand in your power, to show up and stand for your First Amendment rights, our God-given rights. Because if not, then one day we will be sharing this testimony with our grandchildren when America was once free. We're our little girl, Are you not saving her because she has Down syndrome. No doctor or nurse stepped foot in there, room. They all stayed stationary in that
1: hallway. And The fact that we're yelling and they're telling us that she's DNR and not acting on it, we had no knowledge or consent until when we were asking them to save her. And not one person stepped foot in that room. How can you do that? How can you allow an innocent person, a child, she's only 19
0: years old die in front of your eyes you don't do that if you're human you don't do that a dnr bracelet was never put on because if one was put on her i would have called my parents as soon as i saw that to ask them what the heck is going on
1: Hey Patriots, you can save up to 66% at MyPillow.com when you use the code TPR, that stands for The Patriot Review, that's TPR, or call 800-519-9927, that's 800-519-9927. I use these products myself, I can tell you they are the best quality bar none, so go ahead, use the code TPR. And get up to 66% off right now.
2: Coming to you from the land of common sense and American pride, not a unicorn or rainbow in sight.
0: Welcome back to the Patriot Review with Jeff Wagner.
1: Welcome back to the show. I would really like to plug those, both of those uh, trailers that you just saw. Obviously the January 6th, uh, film that's coming out or the docu-series that's coming out looks fantastic. The second trailer was the video uh, documentary that I'm working on with Mr. Scott Shara and his family. And um, I think you're going to be really happy with that. Take uh, take a look at uh, the background information as at americafirstproductions.com. It's america the number one st productions.com. You can check that out. So I am going to now go to my interview with Scott. He is always a joy to to have and to talk with. And uh, the work that Cynthia and Scott are doing uh, really is God's work. And I really ask to, if you have anything at all to spare, to consider those two folks and helping them out. So um, we'll be right back after this interview. I'd like to welcome back to the show Mr. Scott Shara, who has been on here a couple times, specifically relating to his daughter, Grace, who uh, passed and actually was murdered in the hospital using the COVID protocols. Scott, welcome back.
2: Oh, thanks a lot for having me, Jeff. It's always always a pleasure, especially with you.
1: Well, thank you, and that that's it's an honor actually. And you know, we're working together on a very important documentary that'll be coming out, and I'm already putting out some information on that. So, folks, if you if you um, have some time on your hands. I encourage you very, very much to go to um, your website, Scott, which is ouramazinggrace.org. It's actually
2: dot, dot .net, Jeff.
1: Oh, it's dot .net. My, yes. So, I'm sorry. But go just down it. there, too. Um, looking for video footage and some other pictures, which you were kind enough to send me today. So, But uh, you tell the whole story there. You lay it all out. And... You also um, have some information on Travis, which we really haven't talked about Travis that much, but as parents, you and Cindy, your wife have really really gone through some difficult times because you've lost two children now. and um, you know I, th- I would imagine that that is part of what gives you the passion that you have is is uh, just feeling that loss and and so it is actually an honor for me, Scott. and I know that um, you're doing God's work and that, uh, you know, that comes through in every talk we have and every, everything that I do with you and your family uh, has, has really been a learning experience for me and humbling to me. So I I like to say to people, remember the ripple and that is the ripple effect, you know, that you have and you might not know you have. And so I think that uh, everyone in your family really deserves our, our great uh, respect and heartfelt appreciation. So, um, I'm, I'm happy to work with you. And you have specifically some updates on what's going on on the legal side of things. And um, would you like to share, get into that uh, right now? And, and sure. You
2: yeah, I, I do want to just say something about Travis's death because. It's something I was not aware of until, you know, after Grace's death and I become awake and then I met Vera Sheriff and her and I, in fact, I talked with her this afternoon and she, um, she really woke me up to the fact that Travis was murdered too. And, you know, I didn't realize that, you know, when, when a person has you know Travis had a bipolar diagnosis and what happens when you get these diagnoses these psychiatrists start experimenting on you with with meds and ultimately those experiments ended up using a combination of meds that gave Travis suicidal thoughts and um it it's no good uh, right you know you know right now I'm you know I'm I'm really in strongly into the hospital lane but on top of the hospital and what I end up doing is the times when I'm not interviewing I'm researching and so what what I want to share today is three documents um, that that have um, that were really inspired you know, I, the first one is inspired by Kate Shemarani from from the UK she's she started British Nursing Alliance um, she has connected the dots with euthanasia in, in the UK that the government is literally paying hospitals to, to euthanize 2000 people a day. And so she had said, Scott, I, I, the same thing has to be happening in the United States because the whole world is in on this. And I, so I started researching before, um, Christmas and I found a smoking gun document. And that's the first thing I want to, to talk about. So what that document is about, if you think through what has been going on with COVID, we're we're now entering month 36. And what's, what happens is they started out with this emergency use, author, use authorization, and then they, by law, have to declare a public health emergency. And that public health emergency has to be re-upped every 90 days. Mm-hmm. And so the last time this got re-upped was on the anniversary of Grace's death. So on October 13th of 2022, the public health emergency got re-upped for 90 days. And it got re-upped. And by doing that, it it accomplishes three things. Number one is the PrEP Act, the immunity from liability stays in place for these hospitals murdering Mm -hmm. people. Uh, The bonuses keep being paid to hospitals. And then the the uh, manufacturers of the vaccine have immunity well since that date the vaccine got on the childhood vaccination schedule you know you realize i'm calling it a vaccine i don't believe it's a vaccine right but, right yeah you know, i'm just saying. so i don't don't want people to think that i lost my mind calling this this uh this
1: i call it the death jab
2: yeah, the death jab, that's way better. But anyway, that the death jab got on the childhood vaccination schedule. So that the, the main reason for the public health emergency is now gone. So are they going to continue it or not? And I don't know. I mean, we're going to find out next week because that's when it's up again. But mm-hmm. what they did, so this document that I have here that I sent you, you have it, Jeff. You can put it in the show yep. notes if you want. It's better. called the Medicare Evidence Development and Coverage Advisory Committee. So- <clears throat> Just taking a step back, on March 23rd of 2010 is when Obamacare was passed. And Obamacare's goal was to reduce costs. Okay. So, what what is the reason? Well, Medicare and Med- percent of the annual federal budget. Right. So, they really wanted to control those costs which you think about it just from a macro perspective, what's the purpose of controlling the cost? They already have shown they just print money for whatever they want. There's no cost control whatsoever. So what is the real purpose? I mean, you and I both know the real purpose is it's a population control agenda.
1: Well, yeah, I've been following this ever since, you know, the beginning of the the talk on Obamacare and the, you know, the government health care plans. And I remember Ann Coulter, who has kind of not been on and not been, not been visible as much as she used to be but she was one of the loudest people one of the loudest voices saying you know what this leads to is the government looking at you and saying um well you cost too much money and you don't add anything to society so you know they go down the euthanasia road and, and look where we're at, we're at right now
2: She was well, right. that's exactly right and so what happened then is jay rockefeller senator rockefeller don't no surprise he he um introduced the, what was called the Independent Payment Advisory Board, which was the first death panel. And so that got you know to all kinds of people up in arms, which they should be, and that, that ended up being um, taken out by Congress. So Congress rejects this. But what they did is they cut off one head of the dragon. And what I'm here to tell you is the the, the second head of the dragon got resurrected the day before Thanksgiving so on November 23rd the Secretary of Health and Services signed into law this Medicare Evidence Development Coverage Advisory Committee and then the filing date was November 24th which was Thanksgiving day so then of course it gets no press because right. the press well, they is do alone, that all the time right this is they, how they do this stuff yes
1: all, on all stuff Friday Friday right. late night stuff exactly
2: so this it's this disgusting. committee is charged with deciding which medical items and services are reasonable and necessary or otherwise covered for Medicare beneficiaries under Title 18 of the Social Security Act. <laughs> so you would think initially, okay, well, that doesn't apply to me, I'm not on Social Security or whatever. Mm-hmm. Okay, but it does apply to you. because what the the way the system works the entire medical system is based on reimbursement rates to the providers the providers have to convince you to follow protocols that's vaccine protocols statin drug protocols whatever protocol the government has decided your reimbursement rate as a medical professional is based on what percentage of your patients you can convince to follow the government protocols that are Mm -hmm. that are these protocols right here because the the medicare medicaid protocol set the standard for the entire industry so this does apply to every single united states citizen it is the new death panel and i you know this is breaking news to me and i want people to be aware that this this in fact is going on so that's the first thing i wanted to mention
1: we'll definitely have that um, we'll definitely have that linked, um, possibly even put on my documents section if want to Fan- go and
2: look at that. Fantastic, Jeff. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Then the second thing is, I mean, you're familiar enough with Grace's case. You know, one of the biggies is that the doctor put an illegal do not resuscitate order on Grace. Right. And so just to set the background up on that. Uh, Grace died October 13th of 2021. On December 2nd, I filed a complaint against the doctor with the Department of Safety and Professional Services. So why December 2nd? This is December 2nd, 2021, a year ago. So what's the reason is that's the date that the hospital and the doctor wrote me and said, we're not gonna meet with you. I had requested a meeting to talk through what happened with Grace not realizing at that point she was murdered, um, but just thinking they would want to know what they did. You know, it sounds pretty naive, but I was pretty naive at that point. So then because they rejected the meeting, I filed the complaint. On January 20th, the Department of Safety and Professional Services wrote me a letter, said we did an investigation, and the doctor did no wrong. So I thought, well, this is the first time I, I, really the first thing that got me to look at becoming awake. And the the reason was, you know, it when I saw that, I thought, they're all in on this. So the taking a step back, but forward at the same time, and a step back because there's a letter that we we received from an investigative reporter dated January 3rd. So that's the that's before the January twentieth letter from the Department of Professional Services. Well this investigative reporter flew to Appleton in August to interview me for a DNR documentary. Mm -hmm. So he starts poking around and he's asking a lot of questions with the department of safety and professional services. They give him this letter dated January 3rd. This is a letter from the doctor's attorney written to the department of safety and professional services in rebuttal to my complaint. This is a seven page letter. There's over 50 lies in the letter. OK, all right. So think through if you're going to do an objective, independent investigation, what does that look like? Well, one thing it would do is, you know, you get the complaint, you give the doctor a chance to respond, but then you would give that response to the person who filed the complaint to say, what do you have to say about his response? Right. Right. You don't, you don't close the book on it, but they close the book on it. So this investigative reporter, he keeps going. I mean, I'm really impressed with this guy. I can't share his name because he doesn't want his name shared. But he he asks them, is the has the DNR law changed in Wisconsin because of COVID? So I've got that email from the department that says no, it didn't change. So he keeps poking around, and on December, 5th, he receives an email from them, and the email. This is so. This is also in in what I sent you. It says specifically, this is written to him from the Department of Safety and Professional Services. I redacted his name. Chapter 154, which is the Wisconsin DNR statute chapter, chapter. this is in their letter to him. Chapter 154 of the Wisconsin statutes does not apply to physicians operating in a hospital non-emergency room setting such as the one in question. So that saying... Their, their policy is above the law. Yes. And yeah. doctors can put DNR orders on whoever they want at any time based on their discretion in a hospital setting. So just think through what that means. That means yeah. you, if you're in the hospital, you're hooked up to an IV, you need to have your chart in real time in front of your eyes the entire time to make sure no DNR got put on you. Right.
1: Yeah. And yeah. And you better have your paperwork all set up because otherwise you're and you, you you got the whole story. That's going to be part of our documentary with the gentleman that you saved ended up saving. And um, so people need to be prepared and, and they need to be like like you awake to what the truth really is, because when you get to that situation, whether it's you or a loved one, um, the, the the tendency is that you believe in our country that healthcare professionals are there to make your loved one better and come home. And, and, um, we're seeing that it's not the case. And I just watched a documentary the other day, and I think I'm going to include include little snippets of it in our documentary. And that is it dealt with, um, how healthcare professionals were manipulated in the T4 project in Germany during Nazi Germany and mm-hmm. how they they basically were, you know, brainwashed into thinking that they were doing the right thing. And I think the same thing is happening around the world today. And we just haven't, as a world population, been really awakened to the truth yet on a broad scale. We're still eating a lot of the propaganda that people are, that is being pushed out there, unfortunately.
2: Well, I agree with that. And, you know, speaking of propaganda, um I just i I do have one last thing, but you've mentioned this propaganda. I just want to go through a couple of things. this is you, you know of course, everybody's familiar with the Buffalo Bills player who went <laughs> down okay, so within one hour of him going down, there was a professional propaganda video that a doctor put out on youtube it was it had to have been on the shelf because it was too well done and too fast to have it be out and that it's so the reason I say it's a propaganda video is first it's on YouTube. And <laughs> second, before he even talks about the injury, he says it's not related to the vaccine. Okay, so you and I don't know if it's related to the vaccine or not. But to start with, whether it's related to the it's to start with saying it's not related to the vaccine is crazy. And then what's even crazier to me is that in the first 12 hours, 7.4 million people watch that video okay, you know, we're lucky if we get 7.4 people to watch our video, right? And is what we're saying more important? I mean, we're speaking truth. They're telling lies.
1: Well, they have people convinced that we're the crazy ones. And, you know, it wasn't only that that Monday Night Football gentleman. I mean, there's another one um, who... Died, former NFL player, I don't know how to pronounce his first name, but it's, I think it's Uche Noir, Nguyen don't know how to pronounce his name, but anyway, the point is, he was 38 years old, and he dropped dead, you know, same thing, same, same thing, uh, another died suddenly statistic, and, um, if If you haven't seen that documentary, uh, yourself, Scott, or anybody out there, it is absolutely uh, over the top powerful as proof of what these vaccines are doing. and
2: well, um, i I agree. yeah, I watched that the first day it was out and i I agree a hundred percent that it's it's very powerful, yeah, um, you know, just one more quick thing on propagandas. So, I mean this is this is why. We, you know, you just feel like you're this echo chamber that we're in, but you know, maybe one person will we can get. So Paxlovid came out, okay, as a supposed, you know, preventative for for COVID. Well, now there's a new one called VV116. This just came out on December 29th is this story from NBC. So NBC of course is spewing mm-hmm. propaganda. So it says V V116 is similar to the antiviral Remdesivir which the Food and Drug Administration has approved as an IV infusion. It's like oh my gosh, we know Remdesivir kills, but they're using that as their open as their proof that you should follow, you should now buy into this Bigger, better Lovid called VV116. I mean, it,
1: it, well, these I, people I, these people are are professional at doing this, and this this is actually the same model that the progressive progressives have used since the Wilson administration to impact the the uh, political uh, power that the far left has, and it's it's done on purpose. And what they do is they they call themselves progressives and then people put out about a bunch of facts on where the progressives stand and then they change your name they call them liberals now and then they call them this they, you know so they're always they're always changing things up and yes. whether it's remdesivir or something that does the exact same thing for them to reach their objectives they're going to start doing that now because people are getting wise to what remdesivir really does cause
2: uh, i of course agree I, you know, it's interesting, Jeff, uh, as to how naive I was on all of this. Um, I am, you know, one, Grace died for a lot of reasons, but one reason was, you know, to personally wake me up. And, you know, I'm thankful for that. I, I, um, I miss my little buddy. Uh, but, you yeah, know, you do. Yeah, I am, I sure am thankful to be woken up. You know, hopefully we can we can save lives by her life. I mean, with, would you met, you met Robert Pazer and that's the last thing I want to mention is about the document that, that was instrumental to saving his life. It's called an advanced directives document. Right. You know, it was really after the fact because you know, advanced directive means do it, get it all set up before you get in. But you know, when you're in there, you got to do what you can. So anyway, that, was given to me by Dr. Richard Bartlett's sister, Laura, who does hospital rescues. She's one of the many just good-hearted people who are in this fight for the right reason who I've who I've come to know and respect in the in the fight and she she helped me prepare for that day when we went to the hospital you know literally while I was driving she emailed me the form so then I had to stop and get it printed you know we go through this form and this form is going to be in the show notes if it's not you know it's on grace's website under the urgent tab also uh, but this is is really a critical document and The document itself, I just I want to make sure people understand, you know, the a long time ago, a, a pastor who I listened to, who who really did a great job giving me some some grounding at the beginning of my walk. He said there's two mistakes you can make. One is failure to plan. And the other one is relying on your preparations. You rely on the finished work of Jesus Christ. So what I'm talking about here is planning, but don't rely on this planning. There's no form that can can contract morality, but you still have to you have to be prepared. And the biggest preparation, I could say, is change your belief about hospitals because if you still think that they're safe zones, you're never going to be prepared. If you realize they're killing zones, now you're awake to being prepared. And this document is one of the tools in the tool chest that you should have to be prepared. It just lays out all the things that you are not consenting to. Right. Uh, so it's putting the hospital and the doctor and the nurses on notice and just to prove that the document can't protect you. So we we went through all of this with Robert, his sister, as the power of attorney. Mm-hmm. We meet with the doctor inside of his room, go through this with the doctor. And 45 minutes later, the nurse came in to give Robert a flu COVID vaccine. And that's specifically one of the things called out on the form. So we still had to stop her live. You've got to have advocacy. No form is going to provide the advocacy that you need.
1: Yeah. And, you know, I'd like to add to that is, So I go in, I have surgery, and I am telling people on my way to surgery. Well, first I told the nurse that got me ready for surgery, no COVID vaccine. I do not want a COVID vaccine. And I asked if it was their policy to vaccinate people going into surgery. And they said, no. And then I told the anesthesiologist that I told the surgeon. And what I realized then is I have no proof that I told them that. Yes. And and it's odd because I've been experiencing some things that make me think maybe I did get it and I have some symptoms of clotting. And um, so my, my add to that would be, You you fill out that document, you give it to them, but you also have a strong advocate for you that you have discussed this with ahead of time. And they're going to go in and they're going to provide another copy and say, you know, this is this is the directive that you should have on file. Uh, It's kind of gotten it's gotten to that point where I I don't I have zero trust right now.
2: It's, It's right on. Yeah, I think that that is absolutely right on, um, and it you know it it may need to even add some some legal teeth to it to say if any of these things are are violated, um, you know this is you're not only going against my my wishes but it's against the law and you know I don't you know I did I didn't draft this form but the concept I have bought into hook line and sinker and. You know, it's it's really the concept that everybody has to buy into if you're going to protect yourself is that right. um, that's, that's
1: great advice. And, and, you know, there's one more thing I want to throw out there, and that is that, you know, people, like I said, they're raised, we're all we're raised in America to believe that, you know, every institution we have is this great, noble, moral uh, institution in hospitals or schools or government. I mean, we're, we're seeing that in every one of them, Um you know, we have people in there that don't belong there. A matter of fact, they don't even belong in the country. Um, yes. their, idea, their ideology is, is insane. And people like to chuckle and they like to say, oh, you're conspiracy theorists and stuff. But when, as we were talking back in Nazi Germany, uh, the propaganda was used the same way it's being used here. The mm-hmm. matter of fact, uh, Hitler was was Time magazine man of the year, I think twice actually, and people like Charles Lindbergh stood up in Congress and talked about how much he supported Hitler's policies and the um the the whole idea of euthanasia, one of the things I'll show in the documentary is a little a little interview that they did with George Bernard Shaw, who people should know who that is, and he's talking about eugenics, and he's talking about his support for it, and that people are not, you know, a benefit to society, well, they should, they should basically be killed, and there were people around the world that supported that, so this, this euthanasia idea is, it's not new, it's not the first time that it's come around, because these people today are trying to spout, you know, the environmental consequences, and we better reduce the population and all this crap, and uh, they just had a different reason back then. And it was the same reason that you talked about with the expense of the the medical expense to the state, which (laughs) you had a great point there. We just approved a one point eight trillion dollar omnibus package, which, you know, is insanity again. And, you know, it's time it's time that people really pay attention to history and wake up and heed your warnings and do the research that you've done. And I will definitely provide all the links and I'll leave you with the last word here, Scott
2: well i i appreciate you more than you know jeff and the last word that i have is do something with your one talent and you know most people ask how can we help and you know the they the tendency is to go to the give and go give 25 dollars whatever and it's not that i don't appreciate that but i don't want that what i r- would rather have every person listening to this do is to take the hundred people in your contact list and forward this podcast to them because that will make a difference. And that's the goal here is to make a difference. And the only way we can do that is to have people be educated. The, the education pro- ends up producing the resistance that we need to be able to, to stop this. Just think about something very simple. When, When they decided that we had to wear masks to get on airplanes, Mm -hmm. right? If everybody across the country said, nope, we're not doing that, it would have been shutting
1: down our restaurants,
2: right? Right. It would have been over. It would have been over because they can't shut down the airline industry.
1: Right. Yeah, absolutely right.
2: You know, nope. so that's that's what I would like to. Have. So that's my last word is do something with your one talent. And I'm calling everybody to spread the word. And that's what I ask.
1: Thanks so much for being here. I'm going to uh, include, if it's not going to be in this episode, I'll include it in an upcoming episode where uh, footage from inside China. So both Brazil and China are full of full of rioters right now. China is really putting a lid on it and they're not, it's really hard to get footage out, but some footage did get out. And there's a phone call that was translated among this footage, and the footage showed that basically they're stacking up bodies like cordwood. And the footage the phone call conversation was this uh, um, this cremation service, and the person who answered the, the phone for the cremation services said, you have to come in person and stand in line to get your loved one's appointment. And the lines are so long that it looks like an a, old soup line in the depression. And people are literally taking time slots for cremation services and selling them to other people for hundreds of dollars. And they, so this person asked, well, when can I get in? And he, he said, well, we used to do 70 cremations a day in our region. Right now we're doing over 400 and we can't keep up. That's what's going on in China and that's what they want to go on around the world so my 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 epiphany moment there was you know if if the people of china take down the ccp this is also over because they're yes. the they're the central point they're the they're the model that is being used across the world and if and if both brazil and china their citizens stand up and they say no Um, I hope it's motivation for us to do the right thing.
2: Outstanding close, Jeff. Thank you for that.
1: You're welcome. And thanks again for being here. We'll definitely have you back. The documentary is progressing well. And I encourage people to go to redbloodedpatriots.com and America First Productions, america1stproductions.com and check that out. I have progress on that as well. So thanks, Scott. It's It's always wonderful talking with you. And we will definitely talk some more, I'm sure. All right. That's the show for now. I am over my targeted one hour, so I apologize for that. It's well worth it, though. We'll be um, adding the links to the description here over the next day, so uh, I've got some things that are going to keep me away from being able to do that. But uh, please go check out Our Amazing Grace. That's ouramazinggrace.net, and you can find all kinds of excellent data in history, not only in her particular case, on her brother's case as well, uh, lots of good documents that really explain what's what's going on. So if you want to know what's happening in the hospital with the protocols, it's an excellent resource. And, again, it's ouramazinggrace.net. Please check that out. Next week we'll be back again. Um, I will have uh, Clay Clark on, and um, uh, that's going to be a good show. It always is. High energy, as you know, if you've seen Clay before. So look forward to seeing you then. Take care. Have a great week.